Some people might not be able to relate to this, but when I was young, I used to watch old Hong Kong films from the 80s. I remember this really scary movie when there was a dead person that came back to life and started biting people in the middle of the night. What was funny though was that the zombie would move around by jumping with his arms outstretched and he was dressed in dark blue robes that was worn by government officials from the Qing dynasty, which was from hundreds of years ago. In order to stop this hopping zombie, I remember one way was to slap a yellow piece of paper on his head or her head, which was a talisman that would crush the evil spirit inside the zombie. So I thought with Halloween looming around the corner, it'd be really cool to do an episode about this strange Chinese jumping zombie. G'day everyone, I'm your host Stephen, and welcome to the Bamboo History Podcast. The Bamboo History Podcast is a podcast about Chinese and East Asian history. If you like this kind of content, please subscribe to my podcast and also follow my Instagram at Bamboo History Podcast. On my Instagram, you can see visual content for my episodes and some other extra history content. I also filmed a hectic promo video for this episode too. You can check out the Instagram reel on my Instagram, or you can check out the full video on YouTube. Just search up Bamboo History Podcast on YouTube. I wanted to thank everyone again for all your support tuning in. It really means a lot. It does. Okay now, let's get straight into today's Halloween special. Halloween! Today's Halloween special will focus on the famous Chinese jumping zombie, or known in Chinese as Jiang Shi. Jiang Shi spelt J-I-A-N-G-S-H-I. Jiang Shi is two words. Jiang means stiff and Shi means corpse. So zombie in Chinese literally means stiff corpse. It might be stiff, but it's definitely moving, and it's definitely jumping. It might be a surprise to you all, but unless future science proves us wrong, zombies are not real, no matter which part of the world the zombie is from. The Chinese Jiangshu zombie is no exception, and it has been widely popularized by the old Hong Kong films from the 70s and 80s. As I described before, These jumping zombies were dressed in officials' robes from the Qing dynasty and would jump around at night biting other people. The people that were bit would also become a zombie. The Jiangshi jumping zombie became like a subgenre in Hong Kong films, with heaps of films featuring these scary but kind of funny zombies. Jiangshi zombies, however, have been featured long before these Hong Kong films. Let's dive into the history, shall we? (coughs) Stories about dead people coming to life have been told of as early as the beginning of Chinese history. For example, an earliest myth is a woman named Han Ba, spelt H-A-N-B-A, and known in Japanese as Hidarigami, was a woman who was killed in battle, but rose up from the dead and began causing drought to the land, to wherever she visited. However, the earliest reference to an actual Jiangshi zombie 
would be during the Qing Dynasty in China. For those of you who don't know, the Qing Dynasty was a period of China between the 17th and the early 20th centuries, and was China's last imperial dynasty. References to Jiang Shi zombies come from a book called the Zi Bu Yu, spelt Z-I-B-U-Y-U. It is also known in English as What the Master Would Not Discuss, and it was written by Yuan Mei, Y-U-A-N-M-E-I, and was published in the year 1788. The Zi Bu Yu goes into detail about Jiang Shi zombies through various short stories. One short story is called Hua Gong Hua Jiang Shi, which I've translated it to The Artist That Paints the Jiang Shi. This story is about an artist called Liu Yixian, but we'll call him Liu for short, Liu spelt L-I-U. Liu is hired by a man to paint a portrait of his dead father, who's recently passed away. But the silly son, silly silly silly, forgot to buy a coffin to put his father in. So when Liu arrives, the son tells him to start painting his father whilst he runs out to the market to find a coffin. So Liu goes into the room that the dead father is in, and sees the dead guy lying on his bed. So he gets closer to get a good angle to paint him. Then, as he's about to take out his paintbrush and tools, the dead father rises up and scares the heck out of Liu, who's so shocked he can't even move. He's, he's like, what the f- the dead guy's come to life! Oh my goodness, he's a zombie! And then, when Liu finally is able to move, he realises the corpse is copying his every move. When Liu finally is able to move, he realises that the corpse is copying his every move. It's like, you raise arm, I raise an arm. You pick your nose, I pick my nose. When the son comes back home with the coffin, he's so shocked that his dad has risen from the dead that he faints instantly. Again, bloody useless guy. The story ends when Liu, the artist, realises that a broom can brush off evil spirits. So he tries it out, grabs a broom, and waves it at the dead dad, who falls and stops moving. Problem solved. Around the same time, another author named Ji Xiaolan, spelt J-I-X-I-A-O-L-A-N, published a book called the Yue Wei Cao Tang Bi Ji in the year 1789. This book compiles a collection of horror stories, including Jiang Shi zombies. It describes that Jiang Shi zombies are caused by either a recently dead person that's come to life all of a sudden, or someone who's died for a long time, but their body just hasn't decomposed. It further describes Jiang Shi as having the following appearance. Quote, White hair all over the body, eyes red like cinnabar, hooked fingers and teeth that are sharp like knives, sticking and protruding out of the mouth and over the lips. <laughs> Scary, isn't it? Modern filmmakers, however, most likely got their influence of zombies as well, from an actual real-life Chinese tradition that involved zombies. 
In the southwestern part of China is a region called Xiangxi, spelt X-I-A-N-G-X-I. Xiangxi is a mountainous region home to some of the most spectacular scenery, such as the Zhangjiajie Avatar Mountains, and also home to some beautiful ancient Chinese towns, such as Fenghuang, spelt F-E-N-G-H-U-A-N-G. The Xiangxi region is also home to a famous custom, well known in Chinese culture, called Xiangxi Gan Shi, or in English I've translated it to driving the corpses in Xiangxi. Essentially, it's transporting corpses. What is this famous custom? I first heard about this from my grandma, who was actually born in the Xiangxi region and grew up there as a child. She said that it was literally corpses walking at night in the mountains, with a living person walking in front leading the way, and a living person walking in the back carrying a basket. The story sounds all mysterious and kind of scary, so I decided to look into it. The tradition of corpse driving or corpse transportation, call it as you will, gan shi, takes its roots in miao traditions. Miao spelt M-I-A-O is an ethnic minority in China that predominantly live in the Xiangxi region. Its origins also stem from the geography of the Xiangxi region, a region that is mountainous and gives a feel of being isolated from the rest of the world. Access into the Xiangxi region back in the day was tough, as one would have to hike over mountains and fight through dense forests to get to one's destination. As my grandma said, every time she opened her eyes, she would see mountains everywhere. So much so that in her later life, she hated mountains, and seeing mountains would give her a headache. During the Qing dynasty, more and more people from the Xiangxi region left the area to seek work opportunities elsewhere, usually heading to nearby provinces of Sichuan and Guizhou. Some of these people would never make it back home and would die away from their homes. Their loved ones would need to figure out a way to bring their dead family member or friend back home so they could be laid to rest at home. This was when the corpse driving or ganshi tradition was born. Loved ones of the deceased would pay a person called a gan shi jiang, or a corpse driving master. Let's call this person master for short, a fee to bring the deceased person back home. The master would then gather a couple of their disciples and then head off to collect the corpse in order to bring it back. In the middle of the night, if you were lucky, or unlucky depending on your perspective, you might catch a glimpse of a group of people walking in single file along the mountains. The master at the front, disciples in the middle or the back, and corpse or corpses magically walking or jumping in the middle, seemingly alive. Freaky, right? For a long time, many people thought that the corpses had come to life and were walking with their human companions back home to be laid to rest. But we now know that that is a lie, a ruse created by the corpse-driving masters to keep their craft a secret from the outside world. There were a few methods of how corpse-driving, or gan shi, worked. The first method was to cut the corpse into pieces and place them in a basket for one of the disciples to carry, 
whilst another disciple would pretend to be the dead person and act like a zombie to keep the whole charade of a walking corpse going. Remember, no one can know our secret. The second method was for one of the disciples to carry the corpse on their back with a large robe draped over both of them so that from a distance it looked like one person when in fact it was two people, one living and one dead. To secure the corpse on the living person's back, the corpse's arms were affixed onto two wooden poles which were tied onto the living person carrying the corpse. The two poles stretched out in front of the living person, so it gave off an illusion that the person was walking with their hands outstretched, which is, in my opinion, why in the movies the jumping zombies would always have their arms outstretched. The third method was useful if multiple corpses were being transported. The corpses would be organised into a line, then two long bamboo poles would be slid through the line of corpses by sliding the poles under their armpits, and then the poles were tied with the corpses using rope, making it look similar to a meat skewer. Then, two disciples would carry the corpses by resting the two bamboo poles onto their shoulders on either side. The motion of them carrying the corpses gave off the illusion that the corpses being carried in the middle were jumping rather than walking. I think this is probably why Jiang Shi zombies in movies would jump rather than walk. The last method was to transport the corpses onto a stretcher and carry them like so. To make it easier for the people carrying the corpses, the master and the disciples would remove the corpses' organs and then stuff grass into the corpses. They would also cut off their head and limbs, making the corpse lighter to carry. Then. They would reassemble the corpse when they got to their destination, so that their loved ones would see a whole body being laid to rest rather than a body in pieces. The corpse driving people also used herbal medicine and preservatives to ensure that the bodies wouldn't rot during their journey. These medicines were made from secret recipes passed down by the ethnic Miao people. So yeah, because it's a secret, I don't really know what the recipes were or are. To avoid attracting unwanted attention and to keep the whole corpse's transportation thing a mystery, the transportation would be always done in the middle of the night, even though the paths were mountainous and it was dark. They walked really efficiently and had the ability to cover 30 kilometers in one night in the dark. 30 kilometers, that's 18.64 miles. That is insane. That is insane. If that was me, if I trekked in the dark for only three minutes, I'd probably lose my way and fall off the mountain. Oh, and you know how the Jiang Shu zombies in the movies have that yellow paper talisman stuck onto their head? Supposedly to quell and crush evil spirits and all that? I watched an interview of a former corpse driving master. And it turns out, he said that the talisman was stuck on their heads so that the paper would cover the corpse's face, so their face wouldn't get bitten by insects. Yeah, all the time, everyone probably thought the talisman was magical, and it turns out it's just insect repellent. <laughs> ah. The corpse-driving Gan Shi tradition has all but disappeared from the Shangxi region 
As improved road infrastructure and technology means that there are much easier ways to transport dead bodies around. However, this mysterious tradition was a big influence on the Jiang Shi zombie movie genre. The other thing I find interesting about the zombies portrayed in Chinese and Hong Kong films is, why are they always wearing the robes of Qing dynasty government officials? From what I've read, there are several opinions as to why. First off, the Xiangxi corpse-driving tradition was most hyped during the Qing dynasty, and many of the Hong Kong filmmakers used the Qing dynasty as their influence when making their films. The reputation developed after the Qing dynasty was also that the government officials during that time were corrupt and treated civilians really badly. Hence, having the Jiang Shi zombies dressed up as Qing dynasty officials was a way of taking the piss on these officials. The Qing dynasty official robes were also dark in colour, which fit the theme of an evil creature prowling around at night compared to lighter colour robes from eras before the Qing dynasty. And lastly, how does one defeat a Jiangshu zombie? I mean, if you bumped into one, what should you do? Well, I recently watched a Hong Kong film called Mr. Vampire to find out, because obviously the solutions can be found in fictional films. And apparently, if you get poisoned by a zombie, glutinous rice can help suck out the poisons, so yeah, it's handy to have some glutinous rice in your pocket in case you bump into a Jiangshu zombie. If you can't find any glutinous rice, well, then um, yeah, maybe it's a good idea to have your will drafted. Hmm. So uh, yeah, that's it. That's the end of a Halloween special on the infamous Chinese Jiangshu jumping zombie. Ah, oh, I think I just got bit by something. I really hoped you liked this episode. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast and follow my Instagram at Bamboo History Podcast to keep up with my content. I, I, I encourage everyone to contact me with feedback topic suggestions, and to uh, leave a review on whatever platform you listen off. My details will be in the description box. Okay, stay safe, everyone. Happy Halloween! And I'll see you next time. Uh, if I can survive, I'll see you next time. All on the, all on the Bamboo History podcast. Bye, bye for uh, now. <laughs>